It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great pleasure to be with you. By the way, you can live stream on the Internet this radio show, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com. Hear us all across the country, around the world, and throughout the solar system. And we bring in my dear friend Kevin Hassett, former chair of the Council of Economic Advisors, now a distinguished visiting fellow at the Hoover Institution, and author of the great book, The Drift, Stopping America's Slide to Socialism, probably the most important book of the 21st century. Kevin, welcome back. You know, all the discussion about the Robert Herr special counsel's report and Joe Biden's illegalities and his incompetence, but there was a very important report out this week that we didn't cover properly. I'm going to get to it on the, on the TV show this coming week. The CBO report on the budget, which is a catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe. And I'll just zip through some of these numbers uh, to review. Um, spending goes from 21 percent of GDP to 24 percent of GDP over the 10-year window. This is the Biden budget baseline, essentially. The deficit goes from three point. This is the 50-year, 50 50-year 50 average deficit. $3.7 trillion, bad enough, goes to $6.1 trillion. And then debt held by the public goes from 48% of GDP to 116% of GDP. These are very big numbers, and it cannot be good for the economy. And I see also, Kevin, their real GDP uh, baseline is about, uh, I'll call it 2%, slightly less than 2%, 1.9% for the 10-year period. So, you know... We've got a huge increase in spending, deficits, and borrowing, and low economic growth. Yeah, it's, you know, Larry, it's just amazing. And just as an aside for, for our listeners, I'm taking my life in my hands today because I'm, I'm giving a lecture at Harvard. And <laughs> I got an email last night. I, so right now I'm standing in Harvard Yard, and so if random noises happen, it's not my fault. <laughs> but, but, but literally I got an email from, from the um, people hosting me saying that they had hired off-duty policemen to protect me. Mm. Uh, because I'm at Harvard and it's dangerous for conservatives. Can you wow. imagine? Wow. <laughs> and, and so Christine and I wow. walked down this morning, and there were five five policemen there. <laughs> no kidding. What? Yeah, no kidding. But but the issue is just that 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 crazy liberalness that allows us to like no longer be safe, even on a major Ivy League campus without off duty cops. The the point is that, that that's the recklessness that we see with government spending too. Mm. Uh, that that there's absolutely no attention to traditional rules of order and and prudence. And because of that, you know, right now what happened is that, that Joe Biden came in after COVID was gone. He used COVID as an excuse to take all the emergency measures and make them permanent. And uh, frankly, if in the future, the next 10 years, there's a recession, which there will be, right, Larry? Like, we don't know, Glenn, mm-hmm. but there will be. Then the whole number, everything blows up, right? Like, so right now, they're, 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 we can ba- barely make it. The CBO model actually can't process uh, the deficit and the debt as high as what's there in terms of modeling what effect it has on GDP. It's just too big. Mm. But if there's a recession, then, then who's going to lend money to the U.S.? Mm. Boy. And then at that point, like we could be looking at an Argentine style default. And so it's really crucial that we get ahead of the curve on this thing. It was something that you and I were really anxious about in 2019 before COVID because we looked at the 10 year forecast back then and thought that they were unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But now we're spending two, $2 trillion a year more. You know, than what we thought in 2019. <laughs> That's just incredible. I mean, uh, you know, one thing that uh, 
With all this spending, Kevin, a point that Laffer makes occasionally, uh, when you have these spending programs and you expand them and so forth, they come with a lot of regulations. So it's like a, you know, a bad twofer. You're not only spending and, and displacing these resources from the private mm-hmm. sectors of the government, but you're also clamping down on businesses and how they interact in the economy because they all have strings attached to them, you know, what you can and cannot do. So essentially it is a collectivist model or it becomes a collectivist model. But I don't know what – I mean, what's the transmission for this model? I mean, all this money has been drained from the private sector to the public sector. Right, right. And and, and the bottom line is – and this is like a simple logical statement of truth – that if you spend a dollar, the government spends a dollar – then uh, you know GDP goes up by whatever, and then next year it doesn't spend the dollar. Say you actually read in spending, and so so therefore GDP goes down by the, whatever the effect of the dollar is. So, so the two cancel, mm. uh, but then you have to pay for it, and when you pay for it, you raise taxes on a dollar, mm. and so an increase in government spending logically has to be a net negative in the long run. Mm-hmm. It has to be right because when you take it away, whatever effect it had going on is coming off. And then you have to pay for it, and that's a negative. And, and, and so think about the massive negative we have coming mm. uh, because, first, uh, whatever effect government spending has going up, it's not zero. It's going to have to go down because we can't afford it. But then when we start to pay for the you know, maybe 200 percent of GDP debt we're going to have, mm. uh, then that's going to be really, really hard without really hammering the economy. And so, so we're on a road to ruin, and you could say, like, what kind of a person – would uh, drive us down a road like so recklessly, and it's you know, like if you have a driver uh, who you know you can't prosecute because they're so clueless, hmm. then you could end on a road like this, right? <laughs> so, Kevin, Kevin, was this due to the inflation rate? They don't um, show much inflation in the CBOS. They don't understand inflation. They don't understand inflation. But but basically, if government spending is that big, uh, then the only way you don't get uh, serious inflation is if there's a big supply positive supply side shock. That's not going to happen if the Democrats are in the White House. But if you were back in the White House, you could generate a big supply side shock to make, you know, both you, you would rein in government spending, but also make prices come down. But what they're going to do is they're going to attack supply and they're going to feed demand with all this government spending if they have the power to. And so, don't think inflation is ever going away, not unless there's a new administration. How much of this growth we've had, I mean, you and I have talked about it. Uh, Economists were short on the growth forecast, at least the last couple quarters. But um, how much of this growth is being driven by all this government spending? You know, it's about 1% of it, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it's about 1%. Yeah. So so that's a big part of it, right? Like, Like, so we'd be talking about an anemic economy over the last year if we took away the government. And, and you know, a huge share of the jobs are also government jobs, especially state and local. Uh, the state and local uh, governments, you know, have been basically bringing people back on that sort of separated during COVID. Mm. And that and that takes longer. You know, government does everything slower than everybody else, right? And so the, the COVID recovery in government was slower than it was for the private sector, and that's why we had so many state and local jobs go up over the last 12 months. You know, Larry Lindsay makes that case uh... – uh, his latest report or two reports ago, he made this that the, that the overall GDP, let's say for the last four quarters, is three point one. But on a private sector basis, I think he he knocked it down to two point nine. But then he 
He took out some a uh, couple other things and got it. It was about two point six, so it really was not that strong. But I mean, I just I think the the bond markets are going to have a problem with this kind of debt too. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think there's a correla- a direct correlation between deficits and interest rates. But I don't, I don't, if the Federal Reserve is buying fewer bonds, as they say, shrinking their balance sheet, and the government's selling more and more bonds, I would guess that would keep medium to long rates higher than they need to be. And that's not good for the economy either. Yeah. Or to put it another way, the, a nice rule of thumb is that the interest rate after inflation tends historically going back to the 1800s to be around two. Mm-hmm. And so if the inflation rate is around four, uh, which is about where it is now, maybe a little less, maybe it's three, uh, then you're talking as interest rates should be between five and six. And that's like all the way out to 30 years. Mm. And, and so right now, interest rates are way below that in, at the long end. And I think you and I both agree that it's just it's not possible that they stay there. And, mm. and, and, and frankly, uh, if people have been watching me and you talk about this on the, the Kudlow show, as I'm sure maybe many of your listeners have, that you, they wouldn't have been as surprised by all this Fed action in the last week where they said, well, actually, you're pricing in all these cuts, but we can't do that. <laughs> right. That's right. No, no, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, there's going to have to be, if Trump wins, Kevin, there's going to have to be a plan. We're going to have to have a budget restraint plan, a very tough, mm-hmm. you know, Russell Vote tried, we tried, you tried, Mick Mulvaney tried. We didn't quite get there. I mean, Trump's numbers were lower than Biden's numbers, but there's going to have to be a thorough overhaul. I mean, there's just right. no two ways about right. it. And, 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 and it's something that, um, you know, candidate Trump has been talking a lot about. It, it, people say something like, oh, he won't be tough on spending because he wasn't before. But that was then. Mm. That was like when spending was way lower and there were so many things that had to accomplish, like building a wall. Uh, the issue is that, that one of the favorite things that he has to talk about now out there on the campaign trail is impoundment. Uh, I don't know if you've heard any of yes. these. Uh, yes, this is, but, but, yes. But historically, the president could impound things. It, you know, the, the first time was Thomas Jefferson when, when they, they basically – Congress paid for a whole bunch of warships – but Jefferson figured that that, that would uh, be there'd be no reason for that because instead of fighting uh, France over Louisiana, he was going to buy it, <laughs> and, so, and so he canceled the warships. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and, and so, so the point is just the the impoundment is a power that was taken away a couple of decades ago by a liberal Congress, and um, you know, the president wants that power back. You're a hundred percent right. Hundred. I'd love the impoundment argument. You know, Russell vote makes it. Uh, we're all going to have to, you know, talk to him about it and make sure it sticks. But I, I think he'll like oh, it that. Does. He'll no, like he, that. He, he, he's all over that. I, I promise you. At, at, at impoundment, it, it, it's just one of those things that, that when you talk uh, to the my, our friends on the campaign, when we sort of say, well, what are the you know economic issues that it seems like you know are getting the most traction for you guys? That one of the things everybody always lists is impoundment. Mm, terrific. Um, and yeah, so and I, honest to goodness, it could really be a game changer, even more so than some kind of Grand Rudman like uh, budget deal. Just give the president impoundment authority. Well, well, Kevin, you and Christy look both ways when you cross the street up there <laughs> at Harvard Yard. All right. Yeah, and, and, and next time you got to tell everybody about your dog. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my dear friend. Right. Thanks. Good luck, uh, folks. I'm Cudlow. That was a great Kevin Asset. We'll take a break. And the other side of the break, uh, we're going to talk to John Carney of Breitbart about Federal Reserve and interest rates. 